everybody to another Winning Wednesday here on the Heat Ratio Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo at Cotillo 23 and joined once again by my co-host, John Coker at PGHJohn36. And today is Willing to Lend a Hand Wednesday. Are you always willing to lend a hand? Yeah, especially <laughs> when it comes to fantasy <laughs> advice. I mean, I, it, which is perfect, which is a perfect segue into, you know, this is going to be an action packed fantasy football hour we decide to dedicate this whole show to fantasy football uh because obviously it's only one week away one week away you've already had yeah. some drafts and i've had some drafts and we're gonna get into that but uh i can't believe football's here yeah we're, we're, we're now in, in single yeah. digit days away yes. you know what i mean oh uh, yeah. it's it's it, it, it and for anybody out there who is a fantasy football fan a player, a hardcore gamer, whatever you want to call it, there's always this sense of, I, I, I'll be honest, I get goosebumps. Like, when it's the first Sunday, the first Sunday, I can't wait to watch the red zone and to watch my guys perform or disappoint. But um, it's just, I don't know what it is. I mean, we, we've had this one league, this one big, big money league that I'm in, it's going on 17 years strong, man. 17 years, I would say it's about 90% the same guys for the last 17 years. Every now and then you get one to drop off. But it is so exciting. We do it big. We go Atlantic City. Uh, we have a big draft party, stay over, gamble, hang out. Um, it's just such an awesome experience. And something, I mean, I know it's only one day, but I look forward to it every year. I'll tell you what, I'm in a similar one. I, I actually was, I just went on and st- started looking at my uh, my big Pittsburgh league, Edison State Football League. I'll tell you what, it looks like we've been on CBS since 1999 running this. I league. was going to ask you, you CBS, right? That Yeah, but we've been on CBS since 99. Wow. I mean, I don't know how many years it was before that, but. Wow, that's impressive. That is, I mean, that's impressive, and and it's funny that you know we we, we talk about that because and, and I'll ask the audience, you know, you listeners out there, you know, you can tweet us again at the Heat Ratio on Twitter, uh, find us on you know at uh, at the Heat Ratio Yahoo.com if you want to email us. We're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, but you know, it's funny because a lot of people say to me, "Why do you use CBS? Because I, you you have to pay for it. CBS, yep. you have to pay for it." Um, you know, and, and it's a hundred and seventy nine dollars. It's one hundred eighty dollars for the commissioner service. They throw a deal in there once, yeah. you, but you got to catch it. So yeah. You know what? The, the, I, you know, I'm going to call violation on CBS because that's another thing that that really boils my blood. You know, I'm not always checking my email, right? So they'll send you like this coupon one day only, uh, thirty dollars off, and I miss it. And I call up, and I'm like, I've been a subscriber for seventeen years. I go, oh, sorry, you got to you got to do it on the day of the deal. I just, I think that's ridiculous, but I still paid 180 bucks. You know what I mean? It's just all the information's in there. You know, your, your scoring system, right? And the history. The thing about history, CBS, which yep. is awesome, you can go back and watch everybody's draft, their record, their, you know, how many championships they won, their winning percentage. Everything is on there. Well, everything, and it's just so much easier to use than any other site that I saw. I mean, you could go... You could go look at your rankings by position, overall, depth charts, most add and drop players. Like, it's all just very easy to access. Not like, you know, some of the other ones where you're going through stats and you're sorting percentages. Like, 
I don't know. It, it's just clean. Anything you need. You, you want to know who the number four receiver is for, you know, a certain team? Boom. Just go right under players, depth charts. You're right there. You know, so as soon as you see an injury happen, you want to put in that uh, waiver wire, you know, that free agent pickup or whatever. I just, yeah, CBS, I just feel that, you know, they have the, the – and they have a, a lot of analysts that they combine with they content. So it's not just you're looking at – Everybody okay, knows we're, Jamie Eisenberg. Right, or where, <laughs> you know, you're on ESPN, and, okay, there's the ESPN ranking. Okay, well, I don't know what that is, and I don't know how reliable it's, it is. It's but, the Hector or Victor. Remember Ace Hector oh, yeah, on yeah, ESPN? Yeah, yeah. The two cartoon guys, yep. like the Beavis and Butthead of fantasy yeah. sports. Yeah. But I'm going to listen to that. Right. But it, yeah, but I mean that's why. I, and once again, like CBS, you could see all three of them their rankings by position right next to each other, so you could see yep. if one's higher, one's yep. lower, whether you agree with them or not. The good content start and sit them. You know what I mean? And and you can't put the recaps, the recaps that CBS that, does. I'll tell I mean, you why. Same thing for fantasy baseball. We do our baseball it's, league on CBS. It is, the recaps. Oh, it's wonderful. You get the you get chills after reading your like one paragraph yes. recap. And, and and you know what's funny? The best is when that you know they they and whoever shout out to whoever writes these recaps because they are great. You know you you get that Monday morning wrap up or even Tuesday morning into the Monday night game, and it's great when you see your buddy's team says, oh, you know they're they're competing for the toilet bowl this week. Like you know it just completely yep. buries them, and you're like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, I, I love it. I really do. Yeah, CBS said. Uh... That's that's still my favorite, but yeah, you got to take money out of league fees. I mean, that's it, it's just the way, way it is. It's it the way, is it, the is. way it is. But yep. think about back. So, how long would you say you're twenty years in fantasy sports? Easily. So I remember, um, probably because I'm a little younger than you, not much, but a little younger. But uh, I remember being at the barber shop when I was probably about thirteen, and this was before. ESPN, you know, uh, commissioner services and Yahoo. And and I remember my barber had his fancy every Monday. He had that paper and he was manually scoring all the stats. I mean, this thing about where we've we've come from, you know what I mean? The the technology for fantasy sports is just amazing. And it just it it continues to impress year after year after year, Um, you know, and, and for the, you know, the soft core gamers, you want to call them. You go to your Yahoo League. I remember when I, when I was having fun, I must have signed up for like 12 Yahoo Leagues. Like I had teams, you know, because it was free. Nobody really cared. They pay attention for two weeks and, the, and nobody put their lineup in. And then you start paying for, you know, a, a, you know, a CBS. And you, it, before you know it, the league's like $20 to get in. And it's 40 it's 50 And you get in the hundreds and some are in the thousands. I mean, it's just it depends on what you want to do. But the thing I like about it um, is when – you know, I know some people, obviously, you have your hardcore leagues. Some people do, like, family leagues. Uh, you know, kids do it. You know, kids and dads, you've done yep. it. I've done it. I mean, that that's what makes <laughs> fantasy sports fun. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing before we get into rankings and, and, and things of that nature. But, you know, because everything's evolved. You know, I don't think a lot of people ask, because I've done a lot of radio shows, uh, you know, uh, all over, all over the map. And whenever I'm on a radio show and I'm being interviewed, they always ask me, don't you think fantasy sports takes away from the game of football? And I hear that all the time. And I'll tell you what, I, I, I think there's nothing further from the truth. And the only reason why, and I get it, they say, oh, because now you just want to watch the red zone. Now you just want to watch the touchdowns. But my defense 
you know, I'll play devil's advocate to that. And I'll say that if I didn't play fantasy sports, I would not know half of the stats and the knowledge of the specific players that that I know now. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, how do you know so much about sports? Because I play fantasy. Because, yeah. you know, you're yep. looking at everything. You're looking yep. at date of births. You're looking at statistical data. You're looking at percentages. You're looking at colleges, divisions they played, offensive schemes, defensive schemes. You're looking at everything, and you learn so much more about the game that people give you credit for when you play fantasy. Well, see, even, even beyond fan. look, I love sports. I love watching sports, but if I'm watching something – I have to have a vested interest. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's uh, you owe me a bag of Doritos. But I had there has to be like I, you know what I mean. I can watch any game. I love the college football season when they have the thirty four bowl games, and I'm watching Northern Texas play. Uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Air I, Force. I, I can't do that. But because I get into a bracket gonna, type pool, right. you know what I mean? Where it's just yeah, pick every game. Now point. all of a sudden, I love that time yeah. of year just because <laughs> I put like ten yeah. bucks up in a bracket. Same thing. I'll tell you what. If I did not do fantasy football, I bet you I would watch no games other than the Eagles or Steelers whatsoever. And, and see, that's a perfect point. I completely agree with you. Now, does fantasy take away from sure. your pure enjoyment of the game? Like, yes, I. if I'm watching a Steeler game, I'm getting preoccupied by the bottom line stats that are coming through. The game breaks the, the minute you hear that game, game break music. <laughs> I mean, it does. It we'll does take it to James things. Brown in, I mean, in Seattle. Right. And everybody gets all nuts. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you were just like an Eagles fan when they did that, they'd be like, why did they put this crap on here? Yeah. I, I'd rather see them in the huddle or something. You know what I mean? But no, fantasy. No. Boom. You got to know and right off the giddy up. Give us more. You yep. know, you see people on Twitter. Yes. Where's all the game breaks Thus, at? And that's <laughs> where your red zone came from. It was yes. all the people that just want a game break after game break i'll tell you what though red zone is great the thing that i let's let's put it i know people that you know the the pessimists are out there okay they always are but red zone isn't just the touchdowns and that's what people don't understand you know it it, it's scoring drives it's legitimate plays of the game especially when you have only like two four o'clock games you basically watch the entire game on red zone so and you're watching everything. So it, it is such a great channel. And and, and listen, uh, again, I would not know who the backup tackle for the Tennessee Titans was. I would not know who the third string quarterback was yep. if it wasn't for fantasy. So uh, it's it just it's amazing. I, I love it. You love it. A lot of people out there love it. Um, and that's why I figured we could talk. We could talk more than an hour about it. But that's all we have in this day. But right off the top. I'm going to ask you about drafts, and, you know, there's two questions here. Let's go part A. Fantasy has changed over the years. Um, You know, fantasy has gone from this traditional standard league with no points per reception, no IDPs. You know, you're just typical quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, kicker, and defense. That's basically what it has. Then the flex player had evolved, right? So you had that one flex spot, right? 
And then the PPR came out. You know, it started with maybe half-point PPR, then full-point PPR, and then the IDPs became relevant, right? They were, oh, well, you know, we're just going to do, we're going to draft a linebacker, and we're going to draft a defensive back. So, you know, what would you say, you know, is, do you, because I think of standard leagues, I call them dinosaur leagues in my opinion, because I don't think anybody really does, you know, the traditional two Two, one, no flex, no PPR, four points for a touchdown from a quarterback. I think they're really almost extinct. Would you agree? What do you? Well, I have a, I have a couple that. You, That's you, what you, I'm you, asking. You, you I said mean, there was a lot of content in there that I have. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. The first, I think it was the PPRs. And then I think the half-point PPRs came after it, which me personally, if I'm talking about purely what do I think the value of what a player actually does, I feel that a half-point PPR more accurately displays things. Your Jarvis Landry, and look, he puts up a lot of stuff, but if the dude's only getting not Amendola, whatever, you're getting – Eight, eight catches eight, for eight, 68 60, yards. Exactly. It's like you're going nowhere. Like, it's third down. You're getting two yards. We needed six, guy. And now you're getting not only point six. now you're getting a whole extra reception. So I do I do like that. I'm actually not in any half-point PPR leagues, but I do feel that that is kind of the best gauge of actual performance on the I, field. I like that. And, and I'm a big – Listen, I'm a huge PPR guy. You know, my league does one-point PPR. And I'm going to give you an idea. I always throw this out there, you know, because uh, when I tell people the way my league is, they all go, wow. Like, that's that's the weirdest league I've ever heard of. My scoring system isn't unique, okay? It's normal. Except I don't like four points for a touchdown. I like six. That was the other thing. That, I for like passing six. touchdowns? Yes, or- for passing touchdowns. I like six. See, and I'm a, I'm a fan of the four. And, I do like and, the four. And I'm a five- I'm a uh, you know I'm a five point for a hundred yards, not four. Okay, I'm five for I'm a point per twenty, not point oh, per twenty five. So I I know, but but where I'm unique is my lineup. Okay, my lineup consists of a quarterback, a kicker, two IDPs, which are either a linebacker or a defensive back, and then in my five offensive positions, they're basically all flex spots. The only rule I have is you cannot start more than three running backs. You can start five wide. You can start five tight ends. You can start one running back, three wide receivers, and one tight end. You can start one running back, four tight ends. You can basically start whatever you want, except you can't go past three running backs. So when I tell people that, they're like, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, but it, I'll tell you what. It's not, it's it, I don't think it is. I think it's even more fun because you see the lineups that we get. You know what I mean? Like I have a guy won a championship. We ran a run and shoot five wide all year long. If I he, he had one running back on his roster, five wide. That's all he did, and he won. Now I watched one guy one year do it, and he lost. So well, I mean, it all depends. You still need the right guys. Well, and that's also where it comes down. It's it's just that makes it even more than anything purely points. Yes. It's how much? How many points are these guys going to score? Because. Now you're taking the positional restrictions away from it, so you don't have to say how valuable is this tight end versus this receiver, knowing that there's there's ten or twelve. You know, if it's a twelve team league, there's twelve tight ends that have to be started. So even though 
and let's say we take Gronk out of the equation or like a couple of the big ones. Dude, you have to start a tight end. If they're not actually putting up numbers, they never get drafted in your league. So you probably have some of – I would say that you probably have like maybe, I don't know, eight to ten tight ends drafted. And oh, probably, absolutely. And after that, it's just all receivers. So it actually – Guys like goes, Delaney Walker right, are pretty so relevant. So you don't have to worry about, well, how does tight end fit, tight end fit to the running right, back, to the right, receiver. It's right. like, dude, it's how many points they put up. Yeah. I have no problem. I I will say in terms of IDP, I've done some IDP leagues. I mean, I don't mind it, but I don't know. I I just feel like it's either it's either luck or you have to be. I'm not. I, I'll I'll be honest. I am not an expert in IDP. I mean, I can look at how many tackles a guy had and this and that. Well, that's basically what but you're I'm, looking I'm, at. I'm so not. But I'm not as versed as. I would be on the offensive side when it comes to IDP stats because the just like on the offensive side, big names do not necessarily mean no. big stats. You're absolutely right. And there's right. other guys that you don't even hear about, and they're the leading tackler oh. on the Redskins or something, and they're like not even good, but they still got 220 tackles. The, 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 and I, the I'm guy, just no, you're right. Hypothetical. The, the guy the Eagles signed this year that's out with, with a torn ACL, Paul Warlow, was right. an IDP stud in Atlanta because right. nobody knew who the hell he was. Exactly. But he, but he was tackle machine. But the reason why I like IDPs is because I cannot stand the team defense. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it's such a luck thing. It has nothing to do with skill at all. And I can't stand that. I'm going to lose a fancy matchup because some stiff on the Jets picks up a friggin' fumble and runs it into the end zone with 12 seconds left in the game. That is such a fraud. I can't stand it because there's no science or skill on how to pick a team defense. So I hate it. Well, so I throw it out of my league. I, I will tell you that. I mean, think, <laughs> I, I, it, put it, it kills but, me. But put it this way. Think about this logically. You have, you have a team defense and – Look, you look at the end of any NFL week and look, go watch, uh, you know what I mean, primetime, go watch whatever your recap prime is. Time, yeah. There's probably going to be three to four pick sixes oh, every yeah. week. Absolutely. So think about that. That pick six is two points for the interception six and then the six for the touchdown. So if it's just a, a blown route, that the defense actually had nothing to do with, and they go and do that, or uh, or blown coverage on a punt because most of my leagues that do uh, kick they, returns, they, oh, they do special, special teams. teams, right? Defense special teams, right. same thing. All of a sudden, boom, six points touchdown, and it's like, dude, the, 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 there's uh, so much well, that's, luck, and that's the thing. I mean, fantasy is about in, individual individual stats. And when you're talking about a team defense, that's not. It's just luck, man. It's just complete garbage. So I could not wait to throw that out. I threw that out of my league about 10 years ago. And ever since then, people have loved it. Because now you're getting points for the individual player. And there's some science into it. And again, like you said, you know, IDPs you're not sure of a lot. You, that's how I've learned about more defensive players in the NFL. I mean, that's how I've learned about these guys. I'm like, yep. oh, I know that guy. I've had him on my fantasy team. Well, and you, you know, you, what I mean? you, you you play the Browns last year, and you end up getting whatever two picks in five sacks because the Browns are zero and sixteen. All right, your defense they crush. They get all these points one week. They're you know what I mean. They could score thirty points, two touch. You know what I mean? A fumble, recover, touchdown, whatever. 20 30 points easy like they you we are my one league we they outscore like regular play like that one week where the defense blows up you know what i mean 
they outscored offensive players. But then at the same time, your your defense gets blown out and you do nothing. And uh, with the my my Edison State Football League, I'll tell you what, there's minus points. We got oh, bad that, minus that, points. That, and if oh, you start dude, giving up too many yards dude. or giving up too many points, cause, hey, whether you like it or not, I mean, we're talking about the different leagues. But I'll tell you what, di- to your point of defense, defense special teams and drafting them, those are 40-point swings in our league. Easy. I mean, I've lost games because my defense shows up with a negative five or a negative eight. The negative points are another thing that wants to make me jump off a bridge. Okay, you mean like you mean to tell me that I'm up, and because some stiff on special teams fumbles a ball, some guy who was on a freaking practice squad fumbles a ball, and now I lose minus two, and I lose my fantasy matchup. No yep. way in hell. Not to quote you know Vince McMahon for you know WWE reference there, shout out. But no, no way in hell, man. I I had to cut it out. I, I couldn't do it anymore, and I'm so glad that I did. But let me let, let let's get into some players because we've already talked for like 20 minutes, and it's amazing, man. Yeah. We, we 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 we're gonna have to turn this into a two hour show one day. I'm telling you. But let's go right right off the bat. Big big money given this week. Odell Beckham Jr. Huge money uh, by the New York Giants. Uh, 65 million guaranteed, man. Wow, wow. Um. Very interesting. Uh, you know, it's a fancy show, but I'll just say real quick, I don't think I would have given him that much money. Uh, it's very hard to invest that kind of money in a wide receiver position, but hey, go Odell. That's great for you. Get your money, this and that. But in a fantasy perspective, so, you know, we're going to talk about, let, let's just let's just talk wide receivers right now. Um, you know, and, and you know, this is going to be all over the place. Okay, we're not just going to sit here and bore you with uh, my top 10 uh, wide receivers are now you know we got some i got a sports illustrated mock draft we're going to look at we're going to analyze real fast i got some guys that you know the the top uh, six to avoid espm wrote guys that maybe are always on your league every year guys to you know that you'll never draft because you hold a grudge against okay we're going to do a bunch of stuff here but beans we're talking about obj where's he at in your perspective is he that elite game-changing number one wide receiver? Is he still that guy? That's a good question. Because it's hard. I mean, I mean he, no, I, I do believe he is that guy. He's more consistent than Julio Jones, right? Oh, he's definitely more consistent. I mean, it's yes, his health. He's definitely, he's definitely more consistent. Yeah, I mean, it, it's his health. I mean, you gotta think I, mean I will health. say, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at, I mean, he played 15 games in 2015 and 16 in 2016. Right. Well, no, I'm, ta- I'm just talking about from the previous right. year. Right, right. So, yes, he, he was hurt. Right. I mean, things happen. Right, I, exactly. Things happen. Exactly. There is no question he is explosive. Yes. You know, and all you have to do is put the ball up. Manning is still capable. I know he's not a spring chicken. Saquon. Had, Saquon's there. Changes no. that offense around. It changes that offense, but you still got to pass it. Ain't I'll tell you what, and I, you know, being a Penn State grad and watching Penn State football, I will say there were a lot of games where he really did not do much in the rushing game. Okay, there were there were quite a handful where like just he just got didn't just got stop just yeah just it didn't happens. get bottled up. He he still might have caught ninety hundred twenty out of you know what I mean out of the backfield, but I'm saying got bottled up. So the 
bottom line is they're not going to be running Saquon three downs and there's never going to be a pass thrown. And when you throw the pass, OBJ is going to be the guy getting it. So, I mean, I like him. It's just the health. It's the health issue. You know what I mean? Two out of four years, he was fairly healthy. But, I mean, you look at it, his two full years, he had 159 and 169 targets. That's targets. He was, I mean, he's averaging 98 balls and like 1,400 yards with double-digit touchdowns in those two full years. Yes, yes. So, now, I, 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 for me, for my money, I mean, he, he, he's my number three. You know, if, if you're talking receivers, no, right? I mean, well, so he, he's in your top tier. Even last year, he had four games. He had 25. He averaged out to 100 catches for 1,200-some yards and 12 touchdowns. That's what his pace was. So many, that is the guy right, I, that he is. You know what I mean? I mean. 160 targets. Again, that's the guy he is. The question is, is he going to stay on the field? I'm absolutely with you on number number three. Truthfully, I I would almost be inclined to move him closer to number two than number four. Really? Yeah. So, and, and I know I know AB is your number one, but you're saying that you'd be more inclined to move him above DeAndre Hopkins than I would to move the, him below Julio or whoever someone may have I, at number four, like Michael I, Thomas, Keenan Allen. I uh, see. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about Keenan now later, but let so let me ask you a good question because this is again this is, these are off the cuff questions. Um, so say you have t- two guys, uh, you have Odell Beckham uh, Jr. and you have DeAndre Hopkins, and you can all you know you, the choice is between the two. What? How do you say what guy? What do you look at besides? There's is there anything you look at besides consistency? targets what, what what do you look at the you know to, to, to put a, a wedge between the two and figure out which guy you're gonna pick well consistency is number one that is that's number too. one especially week to week consistency that's it, what mine is and, and i'm well, week yes, to week consistency uh, that that i almost even have secondary to season to season consistency right. three years because i don't want to see an up and down and up and down and right. 100 well, catches right. 80 catches Nine touchdowns, three touchdowns. Well, we'll and lump you don't both really of them know. together. We'll lump both right. of them together. So consistency is definitely number one. So what do you look you know at I mean? next? Consistency, if I'm looking between two, I'm looking at targets. Targets is big. The other thing is who do I have thrown to them I just, right. and how long have you been together? Yeah, I, I, am, yeah. I told you like in the past I'm not a big guy on new quarterback to receiver combinations because you never know – who's going to kind of get the edge. You know what I mean? No, yeah, I, I really believe Kirk Cousins up in Minnesota. I believe he's going to favor Diggs. I don't see Thielen having a good year. Thielen really? Why is that? It's, it's just a gut feeling? Or it's you my just, gut feel. Okay. I don't know. I like Diggs' size better. I, I don't know how accurate Cousins is going to be. I don't know how that offense is going to run. I just have a I I don't know. Call it gut. I which, don't know which which guy's the more the 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 fly guy. Is it more Diggs or is it more Thielen? I think it's Diggs. I mean, I think that's what I think too. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's why and, uh, I would actually be inclined to say I think Thielen's going to be his guy because I think he's going to be throwing underneath crossing routes a lot, and I think that's going to favor guys like Kyle Rudolph and Adam Thielen. In that offense, it it may be, but that's not the type of game that Cousins is really good at. 
and that's he didn't really utilize it in Washington. Well, and that's where the question mark right. comes. It is, and this is exactly yeah, my right. point. You're you know right. what I mean? Same thing. Case Keenum. It's looking like Emmanuel Sanders I, is having I a see, heck of a yes, preseason, and they, they're they're developing a rapport. Yes. So once again, I don't know. I'm also hearing some. I forget what I heard negative about Demarius Thomas a little bit. I don't know if it was There's another guy can't say healthy either. He's another guy. Well, I mean, you know what you're gonna, you're probably going to get. You know what? Eighty catches out of Demarius. Eighty catches, eleven hundred yards, seven touchdowns, him, right? Six touchdowns. Brock Osweiler. I mean, right. you know, it, you, you, right. you talk about the guys that you know, Trevor Simeon. I mean, he hasn't had a great. I mean, now he actually has a quarterback who I, I, I wow. Li- listen, I'm going to be. He honest may with be. You. We don't. I don't. Think I we like Keenum. I like Keenum this year. I do, and, and, and he's he's one of my. One of my sleeper late round quarterbacks who I think can really, really excel this year. He might. I'll tell you what. Truthfully, the the whole my whole issue that quarterback situation at Denver has been so bad. Even at Manning's last year, and can you know what I mean? Through it has been so bad. I'm almost scared. Like it's not the quarterback; it's everything else that's not working. Like Elway leaves, he's up in the box, and they can't even fill the they can't fill the quarterback position. I don't know. Keenum, Keenum looked good, but I want to see it more than one year. You know what I mean? That dude. It's not like he was a no. prize prospect. No. He was a career backup, or you know what I mean, doing whatever. But I think he's got a chip. He do- oh, He's got a he chip might- right now. Hey. You know, he he took that team. Uh, you know, as far as they went. And they basically just said, you know what? Hit the road. We're going to yep. give the hot, the, you know, the most guaranteed money ever to a quarterback in, in Kirk Cousins. And I'm not even a big Kirk Cousins fan, and but you know it is what it is. I think he's thinking, you know what? From Houston to Minnesota, now you know I think I'm going to have a home here in Denver. So I I think he's actually going to play pretty well. I do. I think people yeah. are going to be surprised at Case Keenum this year. Yeah, I'm not saying he. You know, I'm going to rely on him week to week as my fantasy quarterback, right? But I do think you know that he's going to have a good year. So, getting back to receivers, and listen, we can all. The the best part about fantasy is everybody gets the same projections for the most part, depending on where you go, unless you do your own. So before we before we get back to the players, a good question, a good segue into you know we talked about this off air a little bit with publications. Um, in the days of the internet, obviously every website has pro- projections. Every website has it. Okay. But back in the day, it was for me and, and you talked about it off air as well. It was the magazine, you know, that yep. the fantasy football index, right? You know, yes. you go to your local Rite Aid or CVS, but here, which you probably know, and maybe a lot of you people out there don't know that that magazine is actually printed in March. Magazines printed in March. Uh, it's printed in March. Yes, go read it, bro. It's printed in March. So now they have updates to these magazines. Well, I but, know they have, the but updates, yes. before the updates and the internet, they didn't. So you were right. getting projections. Oh, I would get. You would get. I would get mailed the update. You oh, would get so the, you would get. I would get. So you paper. were on a subscription service. Oh, absolutely. Well, not. I would just get the magazine, but they still included the free update. It right. was just a paper copy. But if that people came didn't look mail. at that, right? They're exactly. looking at this book and they're bringing it to the transfer. Like, oh, yep. I'm ready. Well, guess what? Those stats yeah. are like seven yeah. months old. They were definitely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> By the time you right. drafted, right? So it, it's amazing. But so 
what is your ultimate like resource? Do you do are you do a mixture of things? I know you, you have your yeah. own projections and you do your own spreadsheets, which are marvelous. But where like even before you've done all that, where where was your go to? Was it just the magazine? Was it online? What I mean, what what, what do you think it is? It's always been the magazines. It's always been the magazines, at least for my my uh you know my starting point all right i like i like making sure i want to see i'm a big three-year average guy i not only do i want to see what was done last year i want to see what was done over the past three years because that gives you a sense for what the player is actually going to do it's not the one-year wonder you scrap them you got to see a guy that's done it year after year so i kind of try to balance out looking at last year looking at the three-year average you know, and obviously you have to know your players, and you know if they got hurt, if they're you know, if they have a propensity for injury, if there's a, a battle or something. Propensity, but, I like that word. But in general, and you know, like you said, we were talking off air about these magazines and the setups and these things. When I go, I mean, fantasy football index has always been. I've I probably have every single every single magazine since 1990 sitting in my attic you keep it i have oh What's yeah i have you? a i don't know every <laughs> because because i because i envision someday maybe my kids maybe my grandkids and i'm going to go up in the attic and i'm going to pull this box out and i'm going to show them my projections that i made oh, in 1996 for the thing i don't know but i have them but when i'm looking at magazines are number 1 to me it's easier I do all my custom stats and my custom which projections. Are, which are awesome, by the And way. I like seeing the three-year average, and I also like seeing whatever the magazine's projections are. I'll be honest. When it comes to rookies, nobody really knows how best to project it. All you can try to say is, all right, he's going to slot in like Saquon Barkley. All right? Somebody could say he's going to have 1,100 yards. Somebody could say 1,300 yards. Somebody could say seven touchdowns. Someone can say eleven. You really can't say that either of those are right or wrong. You don't no. know. Exactly. So it really just comes to I, – I use I use the magazine projections kind of as a starting point and like a gut check to see if it fits in. Look, if I got Saquon ranked sixth, I'm going to slot his stats somewhere between my number five and my number seven. But I like seeing the three-year average. I like seeing the magazine projections and – Yes, like you said off air. Anything that is alphabetical instantly oh. remains on the on the uh, shelf that, because I will yes. not touch it. How I do cannot... you rank? How do you do a magazine? And you don't rank by position. You rank by alphabetical order. I don't want to go. First of all, I don't even know any of these guys, right? So I'm not worried about the fifth wide receiver in Jacksonville. I could care less who he is. So I'm scrolling through ten pages trying to yeah. find my guy. Yeah, the back, the backup, right. the backup tight end in uh, Cincinnati on. or whatever. These people got to get a clue. I'm sorry, but that, you know. So here we go. So getting past the publications because obviously I think everybody more nowadays is inclined to the internet, but. I love how you can customize your stuff nowadays. I, you know, I use a couple websites where I can plug in my stuff. I use John's where I can plug in my system. I like to compare all three of them to see where they go, uh, which is interesting. But let's let, let's look at bye weeks real fast and how. So when you go to a draft, how concerned are you with the bye week? Is it something you draft by? Is it something you look at or no? No, not no, hardly I'm the same at all. Way. 
I will say, you know, and it if I have a queue of players and I have some time to kill, depending on where you're slotted, like if you got twenty picks in between you, once I have my players, I'll jot the bye weeks down just out of curiosity. The most recent draft I did, I did nothing with it other than I looked after the fact to see if I'm sitting there and I'm looking for my number five running back or number six running back, and I see that three of my top, three of my running backs have a bye week in week five. If it's week eleven, I am not worried. Or week ten, like you can't start worrying about bye weeks. Two of them dudes could get hurt. Exactly. You know what I mean? One could lose his job. You cut one of them, like. You don't need to worry about that. You know what I mean? I agree. I, I pay I really very little at attention. I mean, more than anything, sometimes it'll shock me. Like, even if I had, let's say, I I don't even know what the bye weeks are, but let's say I had Roethlisberger and Stafford, and right. they happened to have the same yeah. bye week, and the whole plan was to play them. So be it. You cut your worst running back, exactly. and you pick up a third. See, I'm the same matter. way. That's exactly. You look at the matchup of exactly. who's playing the worst defense. And it's not that it's difficult. Done. No. Uh, you know, and, and I've watched these shows, and I'm not, listen, hey, listen, I'm just a knock on anybody. You know, everybody's trying to make a living. I get it. And, you know, you got your guys at ESPN and NFL.com and NFL Network and CBS. And, uh, you know, I forget who it was. They were making a big deal about the buy. Oh, you know, you know, one of the rules, you got to have it. It might have been uh, who's who, Field Yates. From yeah. ESPN, you know, he's making this big deal about bye weeks. I'm thinking, who the hell cares? You know, because I just seem, yeah. you know, if, if I have 18 guys on my roster, one of them probably suck. Okay, they're there is just like bench fodder. So just yep. cut the guy for a week. Right. He's probably so he's gonna, gonna be there right. He's still going to pick him back there. Yep. up. What the hell is the difference, right? Yep. So who cares? Well, the other thing is also uh, fantasy playoff um, scheduling. And when people say, "Oh, do you see what his schedule is?" Yeah, we talked about that a little bit last playoffs. week. I'm like, "How do you even know you're going to make it?" Yeah, dude, you're not even sniffing the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, there are. I mean, there's people talking, and I understand. Hey, Mark Ingram, I like him. I want him, but he's getting drafted too high. I'm sorry. So I, he's getting drafted I, too high because so who you, you can't. Yeah. You can't look. You have him for. You know, you don't have him till week seven, basically. Right, you lose. You get him for one game because he got the bye week in week six. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, so he has like a one week. Hey, welcome back to the NFL. So you're getting this dude at week seven. Hey, unless you have two solid running backs, and that was your plan, was I know I got my two horses. This is going to be my bonus flex, my coverage. Understood. That's not in the not, fifth, yeah, that's not, not in your the starting fourth round, like, fifth yeah. round. You know what I mean? No. There's a time and a place for everybody, but. And he's he's going a little too early. So I'm glad you I'm glad you talked about that because this brings us right back into the running backs. We talked a little wide receivers and now let's get on some running backs. So you know, I'm gonna bring out I'm gonna say name Saquon Barkley. And we're gonna start there. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like now you had a draft and we're gonna get into that in a minute. And you you drafted number eight, right? Number eight overall. Yep. I have my big draft and I'm drafting nine. So we'll talk a little strategy in a minute. But I feel like every mock draft I do Saquon's going higher and higher and higher. I, it's very, you know, here's a funny thing. And I'm not saying this name only because they were, you know, they compared him to Daniel Tomlinson, right? Before the draft. And the only reason why I'm bringing that up is because I remember I drafted Ladanian Tomlinson his rookie year in fantasy. And I drafted him in the first round. Late. It was like eight or nine, right? Mm -hmm. And he was a stud. But guys are taking Saquon like three and four. Yeah. I have a hard time taking them that high. Do yeah. you? That's that's high. 
No, well, that's high. I mean, speaking of Saquon, and yes, I I will tell you, over the past two to three weeks, I have been up on players. I've been down on those players. I, I have seen, I have never had more movement, and I, th- I don't know if that I, I'm more prepared this year for some reason or what have you, but I have been more up and down on players. I've been warming up to McCaffrey more. I mean, oh, taking the page out of my uh, still not at the, not not at your level, but you're warming but, up to him, huh? Well, no, I mean, I've always liked him, but I mean, we were just not on the same page uh, as to exactly what to expect. But uh, he has moved up from fifteen, sixteen to like. 11 10 getting into the front and that's i don't necessarily digits. want him as my number one running back but i would love the dude as my number two if i could snake him in there well how about how about it not okay so let, let now that you said that but we'll get and we'll get back to the other backs in a minute but i'm drafting number nine my, my big draft coming up this week i'm drafting nine i'm tell i'm banking on drafting Christian McCaffrey. And I don't care. I know I know I have half my leagues listen to this podcast, which is all good. I have no <laughs> listen, everybody it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That first pick it truthfully means nothing. Right. But I'm telling you now, I am I'm all in on on Christian McCaffrey at number 9. And people when I say that think I'm crazy. And I don't think I am because here's my theory. I know the way the guys in my league draft. I know. So I can sit there and mock out the first eight picks. I, I, I can do it in my sleep. I know who they're going to be. So I already know all five backs are going to go. I already know. They're gone. I know it. I know, you know, you're going to have the top three, you know, Bell. You're going to have Gurley. You're going to have Johnson. Zeke's going to go, okay? Saquon's going to go. I know he's going to go. He go is he the fifth? He's the fifth, okay? And I... I know Odell's going to go, and I know Antonio Brown's going to go. So now it's that number eight guy in my head. Who's he taking? And I know him, and he's not taking Christian McCaffrey. So, and to be honest with you, if he does, then I'm taking Leonard Fournette. And I think I I, I, I like him a lot. I think I have a good player. And am I am I clear that Zeke was not drafted yet? No, Zeke that? was drafted. That's what oh, I said. Was, oh, okay, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so you got... Gurley, Bell, gotcha. Johnson, right? The, the, Zeke. Zeke, right. Okay. And then Saquon. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, so, I mean, I, it, it, it's it's a very interesting dilemma because I look at when you draft nine, yeah, obviously in a state draft, you know, you're going to come back at 12. So you're going to get two really good horses, and I really like being nine. I really do. I don't know what kind of preference you have in draft order, but I like that 8, 9, 10 spot. I don't like 10, really, but I like that 8, 9 because I think that's a good, good spot. You get a number one back and a number one receiver if you're in a PPR league. Um, if you're not, you get two stud. You're going to get at least one stud back and, you know, one pretty much like a 1A, 1B. So I don't know. What do you think? I think there's a big difference in a. 10 and a 12 league kind of I'm talking 10 right no I'm just saying in my expectations in a in a 10 team league I'm probably hoping that somehow I would have one of the top 20 
10 running backs, 10 receivers, one of those guys fall to me if I had the first or second, third pick. I think I would be able to get it so that I get three of my top 20. Makes sense. In a 12-team league, I shrink that wide receivers from 10 to about seven that I really want. And I have 17 guys, so 10 running backs, seven receivers. I want two of them. And that's kind of my – look, drafts go the way they go. Yep. But my, my intent, if I can get one of the top 10 running backs and one of the top 10 receivers, my team start not in a good place. No, that's like not that. to, and then usually I will then go running back, running back. I just had this draft and I couldn't pull the trigger on any of the running backs that were sitting there. Really, come the third round, there were just so many that had. So who's sitting there? Give me, give me three. It, um, Henry was there. I'm not a Henry guy. Lewis was there. He's intriguing, but you don't know. Um. Let me let me look. Let me. Uh, But I mean, it it was basically that tier. It was like Henry Lewis. I think Collins, Collins and Howard were already gone. Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller. You you know what I mean? Like Kenyon Drake. I I I don't know. Once again, I we started weeks ago, and I was I was talking Drake. I'm down on Drake. Yeah, I got him. I mean, he's a low-end number two is the way I'm looking at it. But, you know, all these guys, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I I don't even want to take any of them, like, sitting in the third round. So I went Dougie Baldwin. I said, wow. you know what? I, why not? If I'm get, I would rather get an advantage here and then wait. If I have eight guys that I don't know who to take and I really don't have a preference, why am I going to force myself into it? I'll just take what I saw was clearly one of the better receivers of what was out there. Next round comes, fourth round, same thing. I'm sitting there. I already I got Saquon, I got Larry Fitz, I or I no, I got uh Michael Thomas, I took in the second round, Doug Baldwin, I had in the third round, and I'm sitting there. Same same thing with the running backs. I ended up taking Larry Fitz. So I started up on my receivers are Thomas Baldwin Fitz and I got Saquon. That's how uh, that's I started nice, my draft. That's a nice team. But I never, if you would have told me that I was coming out of that draft with three receivers in the first four picks, I would have said you're crazy. You have to roll with the punches. You have to take advantage of when there's value or when you see, if you see that there's eight players in the same position and you feel that they're all equivalent, it doesn't matter where they're ranked. I can look at my cheat sheet and I can find eight players that are ranked within four points of each other. Like you said, touchdowns. I, Random. I, you're that right. there it is. That's the difference. My projections have five touchdowns versus six touchdowns. That moved you ten spots. So it you almost it's have crazy. to go with the like you said a tiered system. You have to go with tier system. You got to go with your tiers. I, I agree. You got to take the best overall player at that tier at that time. That's what you have to look at. If it, you know, and I say that all the time. Like you know, I, I watch guys, and for the life of me, I don't understand. Okay, you 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 people who I'm going to talk about are out there. You know who you are. You struggle in, like, the ninth to 12th round. Why? What are you struggling about? Like, I I don't understand the logic of that. You know, they take, you know, you see them over there sweating, flipping through pages. I'm thinking, what are you looking at? Like, every guy is a difference of, like, four points. Does it really matter? Yep. Like, you could go buy freaking colored jerseys if you want it by that time. Yep. I mean, they take forever. I heard, me. I heard it at the draft on Saturday. See? I hate these rounds. I I'm know. like, 
then my comment that also obviously I got busted on after I made it. I was like, yeah, I I, I make my I make all my money oh, on he, the back end. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, the back yeah. end. I go to the back end of the draft. But that's what that's seriously. Look, you can auto in theory you can auto draft for the first five rounds. Absolutely, I would still be able to pick up in the sixth round. Seventh, eight. I mean, you can't totally blow up, no, but no, no. I mean, no, it, I know you what you're make saying. your money in the back in the back end. So we haven't really touched on quarterbacks, uh, but you know, because I think this year is probably there's probably at least twenty quarterbacks that are startable on on any franchise. I mean, if you think about it. But I had this Sports Illustrated book that you brought, and I'm going to call violation on this book, okay? Because I don't know who the hell has these rankings in here but help me out here john okay i'll just i just happen to scan through and, this, the, I, and i didn't look at this yet the, this was the earliest book out i will tell you that it was this was but this was this was the earliest book that it says display till september 11th right well that's but, when it displays right. till this came out it was definitely in june okay mid-june that's fine even that i don't know when it was printed so the top aaron Rodgers, number one Okay, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, whatever. Here's where I'm starting to call violation, okay, is when we start to get to, like, 17 and 18, okay? You tell me this. I don't know how you feel about Derek Carr. Derek Carr had a really good year. Then he had, like, a so-so year, right? We we, we know consistency, not his not a strong point, okay? But. You have him ranked in, not you, I'm sorry, Sports Illustrated has him ranked as 24 overall quarterbacks. I'm going to name you a couple names they have above him. Tyrod Taylor, Mitch Trubisky, and Alex Smith. Are you kidding me? Tyrod Taylor is above Derek Carr. Well, I'm looking at the CBS. Help me out here, I'm looking at the CBS rankings right now, and... Eisenberg has him at 22, Dave Richard at 22, and Heath Cummings at 21. Well, guess what? I don't care about Eisenberg. I'm telling you what Cotillo says. And I'm telling you right now that Derek Carr needs to be on top of Tyrod Taylor. That's my opinion. I agree. And Mitch Trubisky. Mitchell I, Tr- I, I agree. I, I, I just think... He's not getting any any play here. See, at all. no, I, I go ahead. Uh, no, I, no, I no you're fine. Well, no, that 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 was my. Oh, point. I'm I'm assuming he. Okay, I'm I'm saying your point here. No, no I'm I, I'm I'm scanning through my rankings yeah, and I still I, have them there. And I I noticed a, a flaw in it, but it it is flagged. Yeah, I, I, I mean, well, it's, I shouldn't even say it's a flaw, but Bortles, I got Bortles, Prescott, and Manning, three spots ahead of them. Dude, they have Prescott like. Like eighth in this book. Well, I will say eighth. Look, as a quarterback or whatever, <laughs> it's the rushing yards is what you you do. Bottom line, points are points. No, I know. And the rushing yards, yes, the dude stinks. He can't run an offense. He's not going to be throw touchdowns. He's not going to do anything. But that four hundred rushing yards or whatever that he gets is forty points, which is equivalent to ten passing touchdowns if you do a four point. League, which is the difference between his twenty-two and Drew Brees' thirty-two. True, you know what I mean. I'm just, I'm just putting it up there. I, I agree. I, I cannot justify drafting him on my team, but that's where he ends up getting because of those rushing yards. You know what I mean? There's a couple of them like that. So we all know the names. We got, we got about ten minutes left. It's crazy. 
<laughs> yeah. It'd be crazy. So, 10 minutes left. This is what I want to do. It's going to be like rapid fire. 10 minutes, okay? Um, you know, listen, we could, like you said, anybody could draft the first five rounds. We we all know the, the top 10 quarterbacks. We have the top 10 backs. and the top 10 receivers. I, I Tell me, John Coker, if I say to you, give me one name. Just right now, give me one name that's not being talked enough about you. And I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a little props here. About 20 episodes back, when we were talking fantasy baseball, you you kept propping up Okuna. You kept propping him up, propping him up. Right now, the guy's a stud. So uh, yeah, I I, I got to give it to you. So give me that. Who who's that guy in football? It, it, well, one let's say let, let, let's go this way. Because quarterback is a different mantra. So let's go give me one running back and one wide receiver that's really going to open up some eyes that you could probably get late. One is so hard. Because I got my – all right, how about I do this? I'll give you my my, my one guy. Look, it it is draft season, so, I mean, we don't have to keep it to one. I'm going to blurt blurt three out that I I see that could maybe do it. All All right. right. Look, I, I, Carlos Hyde. I'm putting it out there. He's intriguing to me. Look, he look. I will be. I will tell you, and I've preached it all along. I don't put anything into preseason. Preseason means means nothing other than stay healthy. You know what I mean? Show up, get through but it. He looks fast. He has looked good, and he, if the offense is manageable yep. and he's in there, guys to me or not guys. Um, Chubb looks slow. To he me, he looks does. slow. He looked. Just slow, yeah. like not explosive, and Hyde. He looked like, like Jerome Bettis Hyde's before rip. he retired. He looked like <laughs> Jerome Bettis with the Rams. <laughs> but no, I think I think Hyde looked good. I'm saying if that offense is half of what everybody's going to talk it up to, I don't. I'll go Hyde. I like Jamal Williams. You don't know how much. I don't think Ty Montgomery is going to do I, squat Montgomery's, for playing. No, I don't. think Aaron so Jones, truthfully, and that's who that. That when I was drafting, if I could get Jamal Lewis, Aaron Jones, or you mean Jamal Williams? Or yeah, I'm sorry, Jamal, that's all yeah. right. You have vi- yeah. nightmares of Jamal well, Lewis. No, or or uh, <laughs> no, or Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. If I could pair, th- but if you could pair that up, and you're locking down what I believe is going to be a good running back situation. The the last guy I'm gonna I'm gonna call out at running back was you know what. Late rounds. I mean, I don't know how late I took him. I think as my number five or six running back. AP, I'm uh, sorry. You think Washington connection is going to happen for him? If you're taking him as your fifth, sixth running back, you know what he's capable of. If he doesn't do it, what do you lose out on? You know what I mean? You're on, you ain't losing out on anything. So I, I like AP too. Well, I you stole my Carlos Hyde, okay? Because he was Carlos Hyde was one of my guys, you know, running back wise. Um, but. I, listen, I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna go two. The other guy I have, and people have heard me on on this show. They've heard me on PhillyInfluencer.com, and I know they call me crazy. But as a late round flyer, I love Corey Clement. I love him, bro. I'm telling you, man, crossing on Corey, and I just because I don't see a Jaya finishing the season as the horse. I don't see it because I know they have no plans to re up this guy. Zero, and I think they're going to have more. You know, they're they're going to be a more run oriented offense, and I think that you know, I obviously I know Sproles is there, but 
I just think Clement's going to command that rock in the passing game and in the running game that he's going to be really good. And if you get a guy like that as your number five back on your team, that by the end of the year, talk about week 10, week 11 in the fantasy season, he's taken over as a 20 carry or a 20 touch, like 15 mm-hmm. carries, five pass back. That's pretty huge. So I, I really like him. And, and again, not to keep talking about Carlos High, but I was watching that Cleveland game against the yep. Eagles. I watched him against the Ravens. And yep. I know it's only preseason, but he's giving me that flash. He's giving me. Bit, yeah. yeah. And he's always been fast. Uh, but yeah, he's just, his problem is he's never been able to stay healthy. But again, if everything clicks out there in Cleveland, I think he's a good guy. Yep. All right, how about receivers? All right, receivers. I don't know. All right, we're going with. I'll tell you what. Emmanuel Sanders is having a good rapport with Keenum. I agree. I'm saying I don't know. I don't necessarily. I mean, he's. I see him as a low end too. But if you could get him as your number three, I think you're golden. So I like him. Uh, Corey Davis is getting overdrafted. I'm sorry. He was last year. I know. Everybody so loved Corey Davis. Uh, same thing with Mariota too. Not to get into that whole thing, but um, you know the other guy. Uh, another guy I'm looking at. John Brown in in Baltimore. I, I dude. I, let me tell you, <laughs> I've hated on John Brown. Everybody talked up John Brown for three, four years. Arizona. Yep. I went to drafts. John Brown. This. John Brown. That. I'm and there's like, like dude, three John guys, Browns too, like, by the way. Well, John one, Brown. One the third, is Jerron, Jerron Brown. Jerron, yeah. But no. But John Brown. I tell you what. Never liked the dude. Finally in Baltimore. I don't know. Flacco seems like he's getting a little bit of. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's he's on the TB12 diet or whatever. I don't know. Flacco, John Brown. TB12. I don't know. They they might put together one special year, but I like I like John Brown. You know the hype's been talked up about Chris Godwin down in Tampa Bay, but I'm gonna go with the last one, John Ross. For Cincinnati. Think he's coming back this year in a vengeance? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. He he had a taste. He was hurt. Look, if if that offensive line improves, I mean, Dalton, he he stunk last year. I mean, and he can't win a playoff game. But, I mean, it's not like this dude has never passed for some serious yards and touchdowns. A.J. Green got to demand the, the double team. You know what I mean? He got to demand attention over there. If John Ross could get deep, who knows? I mean, he basically outran the pass. He had a touchdown in the preseason. He just outran it. So I got three names, and I I agree with you on some of that. Again, I was a John Brown guy, but I love being with Mike Williams for the Chargers. That'll be interesting. He's a guy only because you know. Remember, he was a rookie. Yep. It got hurt with the back. Never played. Right, he didn't play at all last year, right? Nice. Very yeah, I think, yeah, he but had a couple catches. He said he's turning some heads out there, and you know he's got a veteran quarterback. Uh, you know, their tight end goes down to Hunter Henry. So, they, you know, who knows what they're going to do with that spot, right? So, they're going to be looking to pass that rock around like they like they always do. They get Melvin Gordon back. So, I, I think Mike Williams, if he could stay healthy, can really play a prominent role in that offense. And he's going really late in drafts. So, yep. I like him. Another guy I, I, I really like is Calvin Ridley. So, right, do you like him? I don't have any shares I mean, of him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I mean, truthfully, the Atlanta offense hasn't been as explosive as it, it has in the past. But this kid, Julio, has, it's it's three miles to feet out there. I hear you. you know what I mean, and the backs and Hooper, nothing I, major, but I, but I still think that he could break through. And they, and, and I look a lot of quotes. 
So that's another thing. I read the coach's quotes, and and they really like this kid. So, and the other guy's another Philly guy. Okay, it, one thing we haven't talked about is is contract years. We haven't talked about contract year, you know, players, which is a big deal. Nelson Aguilar, who I think if he can get healthy, and it looks like he's going to play week one, but I think he could really, really be a huge fantasy asset because I don't think they're going to have the money to pay him, and he's going to have a big year. He's going to price himself out of Philly, so he's another guy that you can get really, really late that can really help produce. I really do. Hey, I like Aguilar, especially with, uh, you know, Jeffrey questionable to start the regular season. You don't know. You know, it's going to be right. And if they're going with Wallace and Aguilar and then Mac is the number three, you know what I mean? I don't. Dude, I don't I don't know. I mean, it would be Aguilar because he's he's going to be the one that's getting the volume. I mean, I'll tell you what, if I have him as my uh, if I have him as my number four receiver, I'm, I might be starting him in a flex if That's what I'm uh, saying. Jeffrey's not there. Uh, you know, he, he could really do some damage. You never know. But speaking of doing damage, man, we just killed this hour. And we're done. We're, we're, we're out of time. That's amazing. I, <laughs> I have so much more I want to talk about. Let the draft continue, it, man. man. Um, we're, 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 we're working on We're We're going to have to start doing more shows, you know, during the week, like little maybe like 20-minute Facebook Live sessions, YouTube sessions, stuff like that. Uh, we'll do that. In the week, uh, week to week, we will have – we'll do a um, Tony John little thing where, uh, you know, I'll give you my stars for the week. John will give you his stars. Um, I'll give you my stiffs. John will give you his stiffs. Things to look out for, stuff of that nature. But, you know, we got to run. It's been great. Thanks for listening in. Again, you can catch us at Twitter. Or at the Heat Ratio, please come follow us. Hook us up on YouTube. Uh, we have our own channel, Facebook. It goes by Fantasy Sports Addiction. And if you want to email us any questions, it's theheatratio at yahoo.com. So, as always, I'm your host, Tony Cotillo at TKatillo23, and my co host, John Coker at PGHJohn36. And thanks for listening. Everybody have a great Wednesday, and we will catch you next week. Have fun at your drafts.